Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode thirty-nine. How are we doing this week, boys? Good. <laughs> <laughs> the was, intro gets shorter a, and it shorter. Was, it was yeah. a heavy. It was a heavy pregame show. Yeah, yeah. We, just, we, you guys, see now if you were to we're just uh, soaking it in. If you guys were to join the uh, the Patreon at the uh, advanced tier, you could have access to the pre and post shows here at the Handmade Podcast, where we discuss. All sorts of things that we could never talk about <laughs> publicly. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, how are you guys doing? Uh, I know Derek's been hard at work. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Remind me in the after show to talk to you about this because somebody knows our secret. But uh, I'll explain Uh-oh. later. Oh, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, my fault, my fault. Great. Out of the bag. Derek's but, um, been letting loose, loose lips. Yeah, yeah. But I told him, I said, we know where you live. We will come and we'll find you. But mm-hmm. uh, So I think his uh, secret's safe with him. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just uh, running around busy, crazy, just trying to get things done. Um, you know, i just a professional procrastinator and been putting everything off because I have plenty of time. And I'm <laughs> out of time. And it just sucks because it's just... Uh, there's a lot of things I needed to get done that I'm not going to get done. And, you know, I talked to Jimmy about it. He's like, ah, who gives a shit? You know, just, uh, well, well, you'll get through it. Take care of it up here, you know. And it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. You know, it's just, oh, uh, my life isn't that simple. But, um, you know, it just, it'll, it'll all work out, you know. But it just, it's very frustrating. You know, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow's my wife's birthday. So it's like I'm trying to. Be a good husband for that and, you know, deal with that. Try to, you know, spend some time with my family because I'm going to be gone. And it's just a lot going on. But, you know, it is what it is. Better busy than bored. Yeah, yeah. I'll get through it. It could be worse, that's for sure. How's your uh, table base coming out? Um, it It's coming. It's uh, No, it actually came out good. It was a little bit of a struggle today. We were discussing it early. I was having some welding issues that... It's just frustrating. I don't like to weld a lot like that in my shop, so it was all outside, and it was just very frustrating just, you know, not having a proper bench out there and struggling with it, you know, as opposed to being in Paul's shop and having everything at your hand, and, you know, it's it makes life a lot easier, but I got through it, and, um, you know, we'll get it powder-coated, and, uh, and we'll be on our way. You know, it'll be, it'll look nice. I, I'm, I'm, couldn't be happier with the way it looks. It just, you know, 
Paul had a lot of good suggestions with the, the look of it and everything, and I think it's going to be great. So I'm happy with it. What was left to weld on it? The uh, the tabs to yeah, screw the top down? Yeah, that and uh, just the bottoms to it, mm. put the justice for the feet. So that was it. It wasn't too much. It just, you know what it was? I had no room in here to move it around either. So it just, yeah. it's, it's amazing how, you know, it's not that big of a base, but it's not that big of a shop either. So it, it's, uh, it was tough, you know, just moving it around. And I figured, you know, once it was out of my shop, it wasn't coming back in. So that's where it's at now. So once yeah. you're yeah. back, we, I got to come over and we could do like a whole welding, uh, we got to yeah. outfit your shop. We got to fireproof it. We got to put the fume extractor in. Yeah, yeah. So you could no, make. So I, I it'd be nice if you could mig room. weld in there because you know mig welding yeah. outside with wind is hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that was just my my biggest issue today, and that that's what I need to do. I need to take some time, declutter, and yeah, just get a nice put setup away. So you can you work know, I, I have. I have enough room. It's just the clutter. I have to just get rid of it. You know, I just got to stop using my welding table for an everything else table, you know, yeah. and, um, and just keep it clean. So, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It's, it's just, tricky because it's like, it's a surface, you know, any surface yeah. will become a yeah. place to put stuff. It's just yeah. the nature of having flat surfaces in your, in your shop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all struggle with that. I mean, especially like, you know, in your space where you've got limited space. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I just walk in. You walk in your shop with a cardboard box. Where is it going to go? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's funny because I scream at my wife nonstop because that's all she does is just put stuff, anything flat she's got to utilize, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like drives me crazy. But, you know, I'm, I'm you know, no, no better, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, when it comes to that. But I, I, I could organize this. Like I said, I... I have to take the time and just straighten things out. So that that's going to be on the agenda when I get back. So mm -hmm. you got to get some thin metal that you could put. What are you worried about? Your ceiling and like exposed wood around the welding table? Uh, not not so much because there's really nothing over there. The only thing that's wood is just that staircase. Yeah. It's um, just all the shit around there. Yeah. Like just yeah. You know, like like today, I had boxes over there on the floor and. You know, stuff like that. You know, I, I got to just put stuff away. You know, Chris, jackets from the winter. and Yeah, you know, those will go up the flames. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah, down jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. So it's well, just polyester. Like, yeah, polyester, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just got to put some stuff away and, and make some room and do the right thing. So I had a polyester Maury? shirt on, and I didn't know it when we were doing Forge and Fire because all my shirts had, like, my logo on them. <laughs> and, you're, of course, you're not allowed to wear your logo so my mom went out and got me a plain shirt quickly and i didn't realize it was mm -hmm. polyester and all of a sudden i was grinding and my whole shirt was on fire <laughs> but they missed it yep. they didn't get it on film better off dude you'd be like that poor guy on assembly required in the, oh in the intro God, yeah what the hell poor guy's that? been lit on fire 200 times every single episode they show him in the intro of the uh, show having up. that stupid uh thing go burn back and just to add insult to injury he didn't win that episode, oh, so it's like not only did he light himself yeah. on fire, but you know, then he's got to lose the episode. What did the they... most famous person on? on what did they show? have him right? even do? He was making like a a burner. They were making a like you know brazing like food brazing meat like yeah. you know like with like an open flame. They were making a brazing torch for a uh, for a barbecue because that episode they had to make like a barbecue on wheels. Um, so he like... was trying to make it, and it. 
I, I was shocked that they let them that's what I make was a burner like that. That's such which a is liability. so funny too because when I was doing my uh, episode and I bought the flamethrower, I was like, hey, are you guys going to let me use a flamethrower? Is that like out of bounds? And they were like, uh, yeah, flamethrower is fine. So I was surprised when they actually had somebody like do a challenge that involved a flamethrower. But anyway, yeah, poor guy uh, burned some hair off, Oof. which is funny because I have a pretty nice scar on my left arm from uh, when I was working on mine. I took the, the rear um, cover off the mower, which uh, covered the exhaust. And at one point while I was working on it, I put my arm on the exhaust Ugh. and I burned my arm. And you know when you – and Derek, you've had motorcycles and actually Pinto, oh. you have motorcycles too. When you burn your arm on a hot exhaust, it like oh. immediately turns like a charred gray color. Oh. So I burned my arm real quick and I kind of hid it from the guy because in the contract that we signed, there was a thing that said if you get hurt, you have to notify the producer and you have to seek medical attention. That was one of the stipulations oh, in the contract. Screwed up all your timing. And I was like, well, I just burned my arm like pretty good, but I don't want to stop and I don't want to have to like, what am I going to do? Call the volunteer fire department yeah. to come and put like cortisone <laughs> yeah. on my arm. So I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, throw some band-aids on it. But it's like, it was a legit enough burn where I have like a nice scar from it. But uh, yeah, that poor guy, dude, burning himself. You know what's crazy <laughs> that I ju- you just said that with like medical attention is for Forge and Fire, they had, like, paramedics there, like, at all times. And it's funny because oh, I was yeah. just thinking, like, you didn't have that, and you're doing sh- the same sh- type of risky shit, like running around mm-hmm. fast-paced using dangerous tools. It is kind yeah. of a recipe for disaster. Like, whoever came up with, like, the idea of rushing around with, like, yeah. knives and machines that yeah. could kill you and cut your fingers off and hands off, it's, like, kind yeah. of a crazy concept. Like, yeah. yeah. Here's the scissors. Go run. Yeah, right. Well, you remember a couple episodes ago I was talking about that knife maker that had passed away? Oh, yeah. I, I misspoke. I have to redact that statement. So I said Lee Lerman. That, that's not what his name was. Lee alive? Lerman is very much still alive. He's an <laughs> unbelievable knife maker from Israel, Lee Lerman. Um, but this other guy's name was also Lee. His his name was LB Knives. And I, I looked him up after we got off the episode, and, and I remembered reading this. But in a forum I found, allegedly what had happened was he had had some sort of accident on the buffer and sustained a head injury and was in a uh, medically induced coma before passing away in the hospital. That's terrible. So the buffer is the most dangerous tool in the shop. For sure. My first job when I was in high school, 16 years old, there was a a picture frame picture frame company in, picture. Uh, in Somerville <laughs> called MW Car Company. Not ML Car, the basketball player, MW Car. And I'll never forget, there was a guy there. I just started working there, and he polished frames. And they just had, like, a row of buffers, you know, wide open. And he was changing the buffer, and he hit the pedal, and he had the wrench in and oh, killed him. God. And oh. i never forget that. that what, hit him in the face? Old. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember being like a 16-year-old kid, just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. like people. Wait, were you there or that? no? I was there. there. It was a big. It was a big factory, so it was another part of the factory. So there was all kinds of commotion stuff. I didn't see it you know, yeah. happen, but you know, there was fire trucks there and everything. And I just remember his wife worked there as well, and she, um, you know, she didn't see it either. She was like a, a finish finisher or something like that. They had little oh. kids. It was horrible. Oh. And just being like, oh, my God. Like, just, like, this guy just died. Like, it was just, 
it's crazy. Like you wouldn't think that, you know, but it just shit happens. It changes know? everything. Just, Cause it's like, yeah, Oh, you're just, just going to work. But it's like, yeah. wait a second. You could die yeah. here. I yeah. could die at this yeah. job. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just weird things happen like that. You know? Yeah. I worked at uh my first job in a shop. I worked in a mechanic shop. We, there was this guy, I probably even mentioned this on another episode. His name was John Uch. He's a Polish guy. He worked so fast. He was, it was me, him, and the owner of the shop. And um, John Uch was, like, known for leaving tools in the engine bays of people's cars because he was constantly trying to just, like, get work done. And a couple of years after uh, I stopped working there, I saw one of the customers at, like, 7-Eleven, and I, you know, I forget what his name was. Oh, hey, how are you? He goes, oh, you know, good. He goes, I don't see you down at, you know, John's anymore. I said, yeah, you know, that was just a temporary thing for the summer. You know, I was, like, in... 10th grade he's like oh did you see what happened to john you heard what happened to john and i go no what happened to john and the owner's name was john too i go is he okay what happened he goes oh no john ooch he goes john ooch was uh rushing to work on a car he opened a radiator cap that was hot burned the whole side of his body passed out and was laying on the floor a customer came to drop off his car and saw him and dragged him up into his car and took him to the hospital like saved his life he was like you know Because he was, like, you know, hustling to get shit done, probably pulled a car in, wasn't paying attention, just ripped the radiator cap off, uh-huh. and it went all the way up, I guess, the side of his body and, uh, you know, uh. burned the shit out of him. And then uh, some and neighbor did that. owner wasn't there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know, serious shit, man. that's what it's happens when you rush. Your steam, right? So, yeah. yeah. So scary. It's like, I tell you, like, that's why I've said it before at the Pizza Parlor. They literally have a book, like an encyclopedia that... When you get hurt and you come back, like like I've worked with guys that have been out of work six months. They come back to the parlor and it's like they get suspended for not doing their job properly. Mm-hmm. Because they have every job function. You can't take a piss at the pizza parlor without instructions on how to do it properly. Yeah. You know? And everything's laid out. And if you do it properly, you will never get hurt. Mm. And so, like, their motto is every accident is preventable. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. You know, yeah, they, 100%. They Short of getting struck by lightning, crazy. it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and only that's thing that's like, there. and I, I was just going to say, the only thing is, like, you were talking about being in a in a bucket and then, like, uh-huh. you know, having the car, yeah. get yeah. having the truck get hit. But even that, if you properly put out your cones, that's right. you know, like, there's always a, there's always a, a, a a counterpoint to whatever yeah. the accident could be. Yeah. That was you know? like a big battle we had years ago, like when they started getting cheap, like they have the men working signs, mm-hmm. they're like the orange ones, the plastic ones that fold up. Those were always metal and they, you know, they switched them to plastic ones and we made a big stink about it. And the reason they were metal, so when they got hit by a car, you could hear it, you oh. know, and it gave you an audible warning. That was the first thing, like we... You have to take a, it's like an eight hour oral test or a six hour, whatever it is. It all depends how smart you are, how long they want to keep you there. But <laughs> um, that that's like one of the questions, like how does it warn you? And that first one is an audible warning from when it gets hit, the metal, you know, banging or whatever, you know. And, um, you know, but we, we lost that one. They never went back to the metal ones. They were probably more money, you know. I'm sure they were. They were probably getting back charges from the cars that did hit him for all the damage that they did <laughs> yeah exactly like exactly. oh my car's all screwed up because i hit your yeah, metal sign did it yeah. have to be metal yeah 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 it's like oh well you hit yeah. the sign asshole <laughs> yeah oh god paul what have you been working on this week um well i finally got those 
things out of the shop and put on a truck. But I forgot to say, I told Derek, um, but the first people that came to, the first guy that came to pick him up, trucking company, was just a total asshole, like lazy idiot. And this truck driver (laughs) pulls up. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He pulls up. I knew it was a problem as soon as he walked through the door. I knew he was one of these guys. And I'm like, here we go. So he walks through the door. He goes over to all the piles of stuff. He goes, I didn't know this was what it was like. And we're like, we told you. It's 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 two-inch tube, you know, in, in, in all these different piles, all strapped up with the metal strapping. We're like, what, mm-hmm. what didn't you know? He goes, well, I didn't realize it was all fabricated like this. And basically it had like a couple little – pieces of play like what difference does it make to him first of all yeah he thought yeah, it was, was raw material or something it? bundled like, yeah, or something it was all in bundles piled up and i would have put it on the truck i ended up putting it on a different truck in about a half an hour and everything was perfect <laughs> after he fine. lost the job yeah but yeah but it was crazy like it wasn't even his company he was just an employee and it was like and so i'm like you're really just gonna like leave because he just didn't want to go because he he was like lazy he didn't feel like going all the way up to boston that day and he's like, yeah. I didn't know this was like this. This truck should have been loaded yesterday. I'm not going to make it up there today. Meanwhile, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive. It was 8 in the morning right. when he showed up. He would have made it there by 12. You know, it, it was just insane. So we're like, forget it. Get the hell out of here. And we got somebody else the next day for less money. And they were nice people, and they just came and brought it up. It was just weird, though. People are, like, nuts. Yeah, I mean, Jen, I, I always joke about this with my partner at work. We're like, I think about like my general performance at my job and then I think about like I would say 60% of the people that I interact with on a daily basis and how shitty they are just at their worthless. jobs. Yeah. And I just think like like is it am I am I is there something wrong with me? Like am I working that am I working way too hard? Because yeah. if I if I was half as bad as these people at my job, I would expect to last about like one day, especially with like my my boss in particular. Yeah. This is at my day job, and then obviously at my shop, the level of you know expectation I have is even beyond that because it's my business, right? But like I see these people that just like are so terrible at everything that they have to do to make a living, and I just wonder like how do you feel good about yourself at the end of the day, you know? People are just so stupid. Like, I was at Home Depot when I was buying all those nuts. You know how much I hate Home Depot. I I have a Mm. love-hate relationship with them because I do love it, but it also pisses me off all the time. But I bought all the packs of 50 nuts they had at this one Mm -hmm. Home Depot. And then there was, you know, of course, all the hardware is completely mixed up every single time. Nothing's in order. It's all torn through, ripped apart. But so I had to get half-inch nuts, and I was scooping them by, like, just all the loose ones up. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Let me take the time just to count these. I'm just going to get 100 of them. I counted them all, made sure I had 100, put them in a bucket. I go up to the lady at the cash register. I go, oh, I have 100 nuts. Because I had some packs of 25 in bags, yeah. some packs of 50 in boxes, and then the rest were loose. There was 100 of them. And so I said, oh, I have 100 of these, and these are the other packs. And she goes, okay, well, I'm going to have to count them. And I go... Oh my God, here we go. I'm like, you're going to count all these. You think I'm really trying to steal, what, 20 extra nuts <laughs> for $3? That's what I'm going to rob yeah, is, yeah. is a couple nuts. 
Like I just bought, I was in there earlier in the day. I bought a hundred dollars worth in boxes. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you really think I'm going to steal these? So of course she's got to count every single one, one by one. I'm there for 10 minutes. She's counting them. Then she drops them all on the ground, ha- drops half of them in her little garbage can. And I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me right now? So I didn't even get the full hundred because there was some in her garbage can still. I'm like, you know what? Just give me them. I got to get out of here. It's just like, I, I don't know the way people think sometimes. Yeah, that's a general Home Depot. Uh, that's a general Home Depot problem. Yeah. I remember I bought I bought my big toolbox, which is very similar to the one that you have, Paul. Yeah. And like, I get there and I'm like, "Hey, I want to buy this toolbox." They're like, "Okay, hold on, we have to find a forklift driver." Oh, yeah, and the okay. flagger too. I love. So the I'm flagger. like, oh, "Okay." So then it's like you know, it's 15 minutes to find the forklift driver. Then I got to get somebody else, and I got to get somebody else, and I got to get somebody else, and then. I'm like, all right, well, you guys got it down. Can you load it in my truck? Well, you have to pay for it first. They go, well, it took you 25 minutes to get the guy here to get it off the shelf. I'm not waiting another 25 minutes. Like, I couldn't pay for it till you got it down. Now that I paid for it, now that I have it down, I want to pay for it and put it in my truck in one motion. They're like, oh, you know, he's got to go and do something else. It's like, dude, no. What did they like, want to do? The they wanted to here. take it. Unload it from the forklift. Have you go pay for it, and then have somebody else like pick it up with a different. They forklift? wanted. Well, he wanted. You know, he was gonna go go and you know do something else. I said no, dude. Just you just gotta wait. You know, or just put it in my truck. I'm obviously gonna walk over and pay for it. Like, let's go. Let's get out of here. I want to get out of here. That's why I it's avoid Home Depot at all costs. Yeah. But sometimes I tried to just... buy the floor model because I was like, I'll yeah. buy this one. I'll just roll it right up into my truck. Oh no, we can't sell you that one. <laughs> we don't know if it was assembled properly. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, Fantastic. that's why I just go to supply houses if possible. But sometimes you're like, shit, I need five bolts and you got to go mm-hmm. to Home Depot. There's one right by you. And it's just a nightmare every time. Yeah. And like, you know, I've, I've had, um, I've had the, the nut and bolt experience yeah. with, uh, with Home Depot too, where like we were doing work and I needed like a hundred three inch three eighths bolts. And it was actually like considerably cheaper to get them from Home Depot than it was to get them from McMaster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, McMaster's but not only that, it was like, yeah. Yeah, but not only that, it was like it was Saturday and I needed them for Sunday. So it's like you, you got to go. But then the same thing. I'm digging through the freaking shelves, desperately yeah. trying to get like 98, 99, 100. Like, okay, I got them all, you know? It's crazy. Put them in the bin. But What you got to do is you go do? above all those shelves and up on top are all the boxes. That's where they store the yeah. I just take those. Yeah, I know. That's usually what I do. I'm like climbing up on the shelves exactly. looking for the good shit. But it doesn't always work like that. And there's not everything, uh, not always everything up there. And I don't know, nothing's ever easy. That's why I always say, like, when somebody's like, oh, how do you know how to do that? Oh, you're so good at that. It's like, I always say, you don't have to be the best at it. You just got to be better than the worst guy at it. Yeah. Then you can be that guy. Plenty of guys worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just, there's tons of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, just, just be better than one of them. Right. And you'll be fine, you know? Be careful. That's it. Just gotta. Yeah. It's, it's sad because Home Depot used to be like decent when they first started. Like you know, they had like somebody who knew what the hell they were talking about in the plumbing department, and just like everything else, once they get you, they downsize everything and ruin it. And mm-hmm. you yeah, know, once like they got rid of all the other competition, or it's yeah. yeah when they're the only game in town, in. you can't do anything. It, it just it's a nightmare. I hate going to any store. I had a great experience. The one over in uh, in Queens, like right near my friend Serena and Eric's uh, shop, there's a Home Depot that is like, it's got to be one of the worst Home Depots I've ever been to just for its like caliber of employee and mm-hmm. its just general organization. So I go in and I, at this point, I had forgotten the uh, plug for my um, Square Wave 200 at home. 
So, you know, the back of your square wave uh, TIG machine has a twist lock on it. So you can run the 120 or the 220 cord. Yeah. So I knew I needed like a, it's a standard like NEMA twist lock plug. So I knew exactly what I needed. So I go into the electrical aisle and like, it's, it's like blown up. It's like Hurricane That's Katrina. the worst aisle it's, is the electrical and, aisle. And they have all the photos of all the different plugs. So I see the one I need. It's exactly what I need. It's like a NEMA 23A. Uh-huh. You know, it's the right yeah. orientation and the thing. And there's a box with the picture. And there's like four other plugs that aren't the right That's one the in it. So now I'm just tearing through this place. I'm looking in every bin because I just need this one. And I'm trying to find the right one. And an employee comes in and he immediately looks at me and he's like, dude, this, what did you do? You, he goes, look at the mess you're making. I go, bro, do you really think I did this? I said, it looks better now than it did when I started. He goes, well, I don't understand. What are you looking for? I said this. He goes, well, it should be right there. I'm like, bro, just leave yeah, me alone. Get the I said, hell out I'm going to find what I need and I'm going to get out of here because you're not going to help me find it. He goes, well, let me scan it and see how many we oh, have in stock. I love when they do Meanwhile, that. I was just going to, yeah. I was waiting for you to finish. Yeah. I was going to say, I love when they tell you how many they got in stock. So, so, and, and anybody oh. can do that with the app on the phone. Yeah. So I've already done it and it says they have two. He goes, oh, well, you know, when it says we have two, that really means we probably don't have any. Yeah, I go, no well, shit. listen. I said, my whole day is riding on this, so I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to look until I find one. He's like, okay. So I dug and dug and dug, and then this was, this was the best part. I find a box, and it's all taped up, and I'm like, mm, something, something about that one. It's the wrong one. It's the wrong model number. I'm like, there's something about that one. So I look at it, and what do you know? The one I need is in that taped up box with the wrong model number, you know, the wrong NEMA <laughs> number. And I rip it open and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, this is it. So I, you know, go to, the, but that's like 45 minutes now yeah. to get this plug, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have to go back to the job, make a plug end because I forgot the freaking cord at the shop because I'm an idiot. Um, completely my fault. But uh, yeah, no, not a, not a fucking great. And, and the nerve of the guy to come into the aisle of this store that's like destroyed already and make it seem like I walked into like this pristine you know, electrical yeah, like department you into the and, like Apple ransacked <laughs> it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. I'm like, bro, come on. If anything, I'm doing you a favor because the more I destroy this, the more your manager is going to prompt you guys actually re-inventorying this shelf and making it so that the next person doesn't also have to destroy it. You know, it's like, come on, man. Well, the, just, just acknowledge this. The worst is anytime you see like an actual, well, not really an actual, but a, a someone who's pretending to be an electrician in the Home Depot with like a little shirt on with their company name. It's like, that's <laughs> such a red flag when you have someone, your, your electrician shopping at Home Depot. It's like, I would not, uh, I would fire that electrician immediately if you see them at Home Depot buying your shit. Me and my it's electrician like, argued relentlessly about me getting shit at Home Depot when I was building out my shop. Cause he'd be like, Oh, we need, we need a new sub panel. And I'd be like, all right, I'll just go to Home Depot and get it. He'd be like, no, 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 no. We got to go. And I'd be like, Mike, absolutely yeah. not. Cause it's, I mean, it's arguably like considerably more expensive to, uh, mm-hmm. to get stuff from the supply house than it is from Home Depot. But I <laughs> we used to just fight about it. And then whatever I would come back with from Home Depot, he'd look at it. He had this like look of skepticism and he'd be like, I don't know. And I'd be like, eh, we're just going to use this. I can't believe uh, they this, actually this sell sub panels at Home Depot. It's for all those oh, DIYers that are doing their own sub panels. They sell everything well, that's at Home if Depot. You go like, to like FW Web, they won't sell you a boiler like, or a yeah. hot water heater you know, if you don't have a license. Yeah, yeah when I bought thing. my hot – yeah, when yeah. I got my hot water heater right at the beginning of COVID, I, my hot water heater went like right when the stores first started shutting down. 
And I called my buddy, um, who's a plumber, and I said, you know, hey, I my hot water heater took a shit. You know, I'm gonna buy this one from Home Depot. It's 400 bucks. He goes, let me call the supply house and see if I can get you a better one with my price. You know, um, and you know, save you some money, but also just get you a better product. But you know, even that, like, he had a call, and I think if I would have called. You know, I would have paid a lot more and it would have just been harder for me to get it. When I went, it was already like waiting for me as though he was getting it. So thank you to a shout out to the Bunce plumbing crew. Paul, you would you would love these guys. These guys are like like I know the way you like to run a job with like the right tools. And these guys have four matching Econoline 350 utility body trucks. That's nice. All Milwaukee everything done they all got their own they all have the same tools on every truck and the same material on every truck wow. so like doesn't matter who shows up to the job they all have like the pro press the the automatic copper cutter like everything is so legit that's how you got to do it it's the only like way. these guys i think like if if you told one of them like hey you got to do this boiler blindfolded i'll give you ten thousand dollars i'm pretty sure if you like led them into and out of the house they yeah. could go in their truck get the parts and like replace a boiler completely blind and, and do it all like perfect the milwaukee they are, stuff uh, they're the best for the plumbing it seems to be amazing milwaukee the variety of the milwaukee that's where milwaukee's like number one is in just the variety of tools that they have mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you one thing. 100%. Like, like, you know how much I love the Hilti stuff? And I had Fred one day yeah. drilling holes. So that house I did, that steel for it by the water, the electricians, yeah. of course, because, like, they're freaking babies, like, didn't want to drill <laughs> through the beam. And so we, they, they kept calling us and saying, oh, we need you to drill through beams. So I'm figuring, out, oh, I got to take the mag drill there and drill through the beams. The beams were all covered by, like, you know, the walls and stuff. So all yeah. we could do was do exactly what they would do is just use a standard twist drill and just drill through the beams with a regular screw gun because we had to drill through like wood and sheetrock or whatever. Not even sheetrock, mm-hmm. just wood. But Fred was there drilling for like three hours straight off of one Hilti battery in that drill and the thing was still going strong. I could nice. not believe how long that thing lasted. It was unreal. Like it was, it, they're the big batteries. They're the eight amp hour yeah, yeah, ones yeah. or eight, whatever milliamp or amp. I don't know what they are, but I couldn't believe, I'm like, is that the eight same battery? Hour. He's like, yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. And I'm like, that's <laughs> unreal. Like, th- and I that, feel like for someone great. like Fred from that generation is probably like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, <laughs> he was shocked, but I'm like, that's a pretty, you know, cause I, I know how long my Milwaukee batteries go for and plus they're used you know they probably lose they probably yeah they definitely do they lose their charge after because i've had them for a couple years but i was blown Mm -hmm. away but the problem is like for me it's fine using the hilti stuff because i only need basic stuff like when it comes to those types of tools but if you're like a plumber you got to use the milwaukee stuff because they have all those specialized tools yeah i mean and like the the pro press is like derek have you ever used the pro press do they use that up there that much or not really no no. So like the pro press is to replace a sweat copper fitting. You yeah, know? I was just so it's watching copper a to video copper. on that. Who's that guy? Um, yeah. Matt. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name in Texas? The build show he's got on YouTube. Right, uh, Reisinger, Matt Reisinger. He was just doing a video yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. I like that guy. So like the pro press is like the greatest thing ever. Like you know you just you just put the fittings on and you put the tool on and it height you know it clamps the fitting and it's done. You can you can you can connect active water under full pressure oh, with wow. a pro press 
you know, and it's copper to copper. So like people like it, people like copper more than they like plastic. And the tool is like two grand for the press tool and the fittings are more expensive and all that shit. But like for the reliability of it, and it's, and it's a 12 volt tool you can hold in one hand. So wow. like you get the thing set up, you put the tool on, you hold the pipe, you push the button, it, it goes until it, it automatically knows when it's pressed enough and then it's done. And it's like for $2,000, if you're doing plumbing all day, no heat, no heat, uh, no fire damage, no fire risk. Yeah. Like what more could you ask for? And once these you guys, like I was going to say, these guys are doing a boiler in an hour. They're wow. replacing a wa- hot water heater in an hour, you know, or, or a boiler system in two hours. It's, like, unbelievable. But if you sweat a pipe and then you turn the water on to check and it leaks, don't you have to, like, drain the whole thing? And, like, it's a nightmare, right? You can't just yeah. if you're touch sweating, it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, there's no, no. – it's, it's you, either, you either successfully sweat the pipe on the first try or you fail. And you have to yeah. then try to get the, get the solder out. You got to redrain the system. You got to oh, get the solder God. out. You got to pull it off. I mean, to do it really right, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, and it, as someone that's tried to sweat copper in many a house that uh, had bad shutoff valves, like if your shutoff valves don't hold, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> like it's yeah. terrible. because oh, they're leaking into where you're trying to sweat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Some like, people do like the white bread. You could put white bread in the oh, pipe. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, that's funny. That's a, yeah. that's a trick. Yeah. They sell like little things you can jam in there that, melt but mm-hmm. it just it just sucks it just you can never trust that if no. i was gonna build a house i would definitely do copper versus like that pex shit i just don't yeah, like my know, water it, sitting in plastic like you know yeah it, it well i mean it. but you know the, the other thing too is have a plastic what, what would you rather have your That's water true. i do drink bottled water or, all day long but plastic or copper Copper, you know, like because copper, copper is, is, is um, antibacterial or whatever, antimicrobial or something. That's true, but the copper is also mostly coming from overseas where God China. knows how much how much like other shit is in it. Like, That's is there true. any lead in it? That's true. Is there any other heavy metals in it? And the, only, the, only, the thing I'll say about PEX is in the Northeast, PEX has a much higher tolerance for expansion than copper does. So if you get a freeze up, you're much safer with PEX than you are with copper. That's PEX true. Is much more forgiving. But I think um, the copper lasts it's interesting. longer, though. Because he was saying, like, you could get, like, 50 years, no problem out of Well, copper. we just don't know because PEX has only been around for so long. But, oh, that's true. Um, you know, we just don't know how long, how long, how long do you really get out of, uh, out of PEX because it's only been around for as long as it's been around, you know? Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting thought because you've got so many different options when it comes to that kind of shit. And when we I used to build like the you know those those big luxury houses, I would always talk to the plumbers about like what they prefer. And one of the guys was telling me that for like two years he was getting bad copper. He was getting copper that would have every once in a while would have pinholes in it. Really. And he was like, I had to switch to PEX because he goes, I can't you know. The, the customer isn't going to pay me for a callback on a bad copper pipe that I bought. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I would just tell you, like, you know, you bought it, so you got to, you know, come and replace it. That's that's a, a installation or a workmanship error. So he said he's like, I switched over to PEX completely because it just it's so much easier to fish through the walls, too. Yeah. I did my father-in-law's house. I went up there thinking it was going to take me a whole weekend. I did rough 
plumbed the whole house in about two hours by myself. With packs. Wow. With packs, yeah. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. No joints, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just everything was a home run. Ran a manifold in the basement. Yeah. Uh, everything was a home run to every every fixture. It was unreal. Two yeah. hours, I was done. That's know? the that's the best thing about it. I'll never yeah. forget when my dad, we, we were doing a bathroom in my my parents house and the plumber came to put in the shower body and this was like right when pex was catching on and he did it in pex and my dad literally called me he was like what are you doing i was like oh you know i was at my house he goes you got to come here and you got to see the way the guy just put the shower body in i go why he goes he's done already he goes he'll be done by the time you get here i get there and the guy literally like because when we used to put in shower bodies you know you're worried about messing up the fitting inside the shower body with the torch because there's little plastic o-rings and all this shit Uh you know you you don't want and the shower bodies are cast bronze or, or cast brass so they they take the heat a lot hard you know it's a lot harder to heat them up so that the sweat and the solder flows oh my god and then watching this guy do it with the little crimp literally four pieces and then if if it's not centered with pecs, you just center it. If it's not centered with copper, oh, you're yeah, fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh... The craziest thing when I did the plumbing job, my in-laws, they had a little bit of an issue with their contractor. And unfortunately, it was my my father-in-law's niece's husband. So, it was oh, yeah. a family member. So it was just a nightmare. But anyways, they ended up throwing him off the job and... <laughs> I don't know if anybody in my family listens to this. My wife's family, if they do, I apologize. <laughs> anyways, so I'm up there, and I do all the plumbing. It's like I can't get involved with anything else, and this guy's doing everything. So he did all the tiling, and um, I go up there, and I used to do a lot of tiling. So my mother-in-law says, can you just grout the shower? So I go in there to grout it, and the, the pans in, the walls are tiled and everything. And I said, I never installed the pan like i don't think he did like i don't know what he did you know just put tile on the floor <laughs> on the sub no so i take oh up boy the, i take up the the rhino mat stuff he put the friggin fiberglass pan in and never put the drain in oh, oh my, god. my god right and so <laughs> now it's over a kitchen they literally just had the kitchen the whole house was gutted to the studs they just had the kitchen finished like two weeks prior. Oh, my God. So my father-in-law was like, what do I do? I says, you know, you either got to rip out the tile or rip out the kitchen cabinets and plumb in the, the pan or use one bathroom. Oh, I my was like, God. I don't know to tell you. So I just Googled. This was like a couple of years ago. I Googled shower drain replacement or something, right? Mm. And there is a drain that they make. Now, when people put in the fiberglass pans... They never put them in like cement or sand. They just put them in. And what happens is they end up cracking like the drain does because they flex a little bit. This guy made one that's adjustable. And it's you just made me think of it when you said it. It has two O-rings that the piece slides into each other, right? So I had roughed the two-inch drain up, but it never connected to anything. So it was basically a pan with a two-inch drain sticking up. So I, I emailed the guy, and he sent it to me. And basically what I had to do is I had to get, a, like, a Dremel tool with, like, a rotary saw, go into the thing with, like, an, a wand and cut it two inches below the floor. And it's basically just an O-ring that huh. slides over it, and it says do not caulk, seal, nothing. Like, the whole thing is, like, you put Vaseline on it, 
and it basically just is like a slip fit, and it slips and it and it works. Interesting. They've since sold the house, so I don't give a shit if it leaks <laughs> now. But but for the longest time, I was just like, hey, if this thing leaks, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. You know, but I've never seen anything like it. So it was like a, basically you could put a drain in a shower pan after it was done. So it worked. But uh, but I just remember my mother-in-law. She was just like, oh my god, just just devastated. Yeah, know? that just, sucks. Yeah, it just it was, it was a lousy situation for everybody. But they got through it. They got through it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it. It's like slip quick or something. That's like when I did my uh, when I did my bathroom at my house. I needed to, uh, I needed to. I kept having to take the toilet out because I couldn't work. Like it was just my bathroom was so small, and I found a um, uh, a, a toilet flange. Uh-huh. And you know, Derek, and I know Paul. You've never done this, but when you put in a toilet, you've got a you've got a wax ring. Um, literally like a thick wax ring that sticks to the bottom of the toilet and then you sit the toilet down and then that's what is the seal between your toilet and the floor. People pull it it out and they, yeah, people think it's like a blob of shit. Yeah. People get grossed out and they look disgusting brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And they're this soft, mushy, mushy wax, but... Once that's in, if you got to pull the toilet out, you got to replace the wax ring. Oh, and a lot of times the wax can fall down in the drain. And, you know, so somebody came up with a, instead of using a wax ring, it's a, it's a, like a four layer gasket that you put on the bottom of the toilet and then you can put the toilet down and then take it back out. And you're not, and you're getting a toilet seal. I don't know that I would really trust it long, long term, but you're getting a toilet seal that isn't a wax ring. So what I would do is I, I installed that. And then every day when I would go to work on the bathroom, I would take the toilet out and put <laughs> it in get, the hallway. Just get it re- installed and uninstalled the toilet 10 times. <laughs> at least 10 times. Oh at least 10 God, times. Derek. More than that. More than Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Just because, yeah, I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, if you guys, I mean, you know, you guys have seen the little bathroom in my house, yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that bathroom, like to tile that tub was not easy. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's uh, enough plumbing talk. But yeah. What uh, what are uh, you got? Well, I know Derek's got some some wildness coming up, but yeah. I guess I can talk about my next upcoming project. I got some material in the mail this week to uh to use it to use on it so i'm excited i got um i got a ton of aluminum from my friends over at online metals because i'm making this all aluminum guitar so i've been learning derek you've you've never done too much 3d carving in aspire right no it's funny that's what i'm gonna be doing tonight but i haven't done much so I I found so for the guitar body I got it figured out off of a 2D vector. So I got a 2D vector of a guitar body and I basically set my my limits for all the pockets just uh-huh. you know in 2D. So like I got the, the this I can show you guys. So I got my 2D guitar uh-huh. And then I like I just decided this depth is going to be this, and that pocket's going to be that, and yeah. I, and so it was kind of like a like a half-ass way to 3D carve this because the yeah. guitar really doesn't have any contours for it to need to be carved. Yeah. So I figured all that out, but then the neck, I have to carve the back of the neck because if you look at a guitar neck, a lot of them are just basically flat on the top, but then the back has the curve. Yeah. 
So I've been trying to, I, I found a really good 3D file of the neck, and I've been trying to figure out how to use that 3D file in Vectric to automatically generate the toolpaths without me having to, like, redo it. And um, it's been, like, you know, it's been a pretty interesting process. I feel like I've learned a shitload, but it's definitely going to be a uh, an involved carve. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. the the carving of the neck is it's 19 hours of wow. machining time. That's and and the thing is I'm basing this off of values I really don't know. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm basing this off a of two flute end mill using values actually that our friend Luke Smith uh, Smitty Woodshop he's been doing a ton of aluminum milling on his Shape Oco, uh-huh. which is a far less rigid machine than the Tormach. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking his values um, and, you know, basically just trying – I'm going to try those and just see, like, how many of these end mills I break. But um, I'm really excited to try it. I think if it works, it's going to be – I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, if you have I mean, any um, questions, you should um, reach out to Tim Sway. And uh, he's done a lot of 3D carving. And, um, you know, maybe he can help you out. I know, and I know he does a lot of guitar stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like with the aluminum, I just feel like it's a little bit uncharted. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah, like, well, what do you, you know, what do you, especially on that type of machine, which isn't a, it's not yeah. a, you know, a real CNC machine where you could use like real yeah. CNC values. You know who um, you should check out? I'm sure this is who Luke is uh, watching. It's the guy, um, oh shit, what's his name? Winston Moy. Yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of that with his. He does a lot of like aluminum stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited though because the like getting the material made it feel like a little more real. I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. And um, then yesterday, because it, you know I'm basing this all off of values I'm getting on the internet, I went and I bought a a Telecaster to use all the components out of. On uh, oh, cool. I got it off of Facebook Marketplace from you know some girl who had bought it and never used it and now looking at it i can tell that she absolutely dropped it but i mean it's you know if i was if i needed the body i'd probably be upset but it's uh yeah i just need the the shit out of it and i want to be able to i want to be able to like understand what i'm building off of you know yeah so i don't know i think it'll be cool i think that um um oh that's so funny i think that um it could be cool I think it could be cool to maybe do some more elaborate work on the guitar body. Um, you know, like after I get it, after I get it done, I think it'd be cool to like skeletonize the guitar body because it's solid aluminum instead of making it so heavy. But I also don't want to like, I don't know. I don't want to make it look cheesy by like cutting a bunch of holes in it. You know, I'm not sure what would have a better impact if it was like a solid block of aluminum that was like mirror polished, or if maybe I afterwards took it back to the cnc and like milled out the back to make it lighter yeah. i don't know yeah. I don't, what do you guys think yeah. i don't know but i'm interested to I... see what you do with the electronics because that was the freaking problem i had when i did the steel one is everything was like not insulated properly because all those potentiometers and stuff like they all clamp onto the normally what would be wood Mm-hmm. But now since it's all metal is like when I installed them all they're all like interfering with each other and it just totally didn't work like whatsoever. So like how are you going to insulate all those 
different things that are normally attached to wood. So that's what I wanted to ask you. So you tried to make yours work? I tried, but it was just, I had no shot. Like, I don't know, like the one you said your friend has, something Mm -hmm. totally different's got to be going on in there because like all the knobs are completely encased in metal, at least the ones I had. Yeah. They rest up against what would normally be the wood, you know, surface of the guitar. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being wood, it's metal. And so they're all just shorting out and it just totally wouldn't work. And I only made that thing in like two days or three days. Interesting. So it's like, I, I just didn't have enough time to like screw with it. And really, plus I just made the whole thing by eye and then like things were slightly off just cause it was more like a sculpture. So I, I just mm-hmm. knew it was never going to work properly. Yeah. So I'm just like, screw it. But since yours is like going to be machined and it's actually going to be, have the proper tolerances, like, yeah. it'd be cool to get it to work, but I just don't, I don't know enough about guitars to like uh, figure so out So I thought about that too. And, and what I was thinking was, um, I was thinking if I have to, I'll plasti dip the, the cavities. Yeah. So after I'm done, I could plasti dip the cavities so that they're insulated with rubber, you know? Yeah. So that, you know, but then I don't know, like I'm looking at Still this guitar. Still going to get like, you though. Because that's the thing, but but other people have made guitars out of aluminum, so there's got to be a way. Th- what you probably should have done. Well, I have a feeling. I don't know how Who how the, the electronics from the guitar you just bought are, but I yeah. remember the potentiometer's got a metal shell around it, and then it's got threads that stick up through the hole in the guitar, and then there's mm. a little thin nut on the top of the guitar, so the whole thing is always going to be touching metal. So you're kind okay. of screwed unless you get there's probably some type of different potentiometers that are insulated somehow, which I'm assuming that guitar you bought probably doesn't have. So no, have so what I'm seeing too is yeah, but what? So the style guitar that you made, what's the name of that style guitar? It was a Les Paul. Okay, so the I'm I'm doing a, te- a Fender Telecaster. Yeah, and the Telecaster has like a bank of knobs. Yeah, on a plate. So what oh. I'm thinking is, if I isolate that bank of knobs, like even with a rubber gasket on the back that of it, might work. It would isolate it, and I could essentially just isolate all the metal off of the aluminum with just like a thin rubber gasket, you know, like a just to isolate away from it. And I mean, who knows? The thing might. Just not work. You might, I might have like to blow make that up. plate out of a non. Yeah, I can remake uh, it out metallic. of acrylic or something. Yeah, because the problem is, even if you put rubber on the backside, that nut that they use to actually secure the knobs. Mm. If you take the knob off and look underneath, there's a little there's thread sticking up, and there's a nut that comes down from the top, and then the knob sticks up through the nut, so that'll still be touching it. So you might have to just make that out of like acrylic. Yeah, mine is even different in the fact that mine doesn't have that type of knob. Mine oh. has a plate that the knobs are in. Oh. So, like, if you look up a Telecaster, you'll see it has, like, this plate with, like, a little, like, selector. Little I have no bit. idea anything about guitars, which is hysterical because I'm, like, talking to my friend Jason, who's the guitar player that I, like, kind of talked to before I decided to do this. And I'm, like, sending him, like, these shitty, like, $100 guitars off of off of Amazon. And I'm, like, yo... Should I, like, should I, uh, like, should I buy this? And he's like, he's like, ah, like maybe get the Fender one. Like I bought a Fender Squire, which is like a $250 guitar, but I got it from some girl on Facebook for 160 bucks, which made me feel like slightly better, you know? 
Um, and then I figured like once I make one, like I thought about hitting up like Crimson Guitars, that like guitar kit company that like Jimmy's made guitars for. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Like I don't want to, I don't want to like try to convince some company to like give me a bunch of shit when I might just like totally botch this whole thing. Like, let me waste my own money, you know, <laughs> before I waste no. some like, you know, like ruin an opportunity with like some potential like new sponsor. So I figured if I pay for the guitar, I'm going to buy all the router bits and like uh shout out to online metals for providing me with the aluminum. Cause at the end of the day, they're still going to get the ad, whether or not I, you know, do a shitty job on the project. So I'm just looking at the um, pictures. You're right. This is totally different. The, the the knobs are actually on a metal plate. Yeah, so these exactly. might be totally different things. Because yeah, I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about either. But yeah, this so might it work. should be interesting. We'll see. I'm excited to get started on it. You know, I haven't been able to go in the shop for a week with the stupid eye my uh, my eye uh, experiments that they did on me. So after that. Um, after being out of the shop for a week, I'm like excited to get back in. Oh wait, did they do it again? Tomorrow, um, Friday. With this Friday, they're doing it. They did it already. Oh, they, they did, did the, the second, second eye on oh. Friday. Was it? Nobody bad? responded to the photo I sent in the group chat of them actually lasering my it was eye. Disgusting. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't see that. I'll send it. Oh, oh shit! Birth to oh, a Jesus, wait, is that your eye? That's me. With that green, with the thing spreading your eye apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Chris! Jesus Christ. Um, I, like open heart surgery with a rib spread. Oh yeah, God. it wasn't so fun, but um, it. Uh, I will say the first eye was much more painful for more days than the second eye. The second eye feels pretty good. I'm still like doing the medicated eye drops and all that stuff, but it. Um, I feel like it's healing pretty well. The only problem is. One of the things that they warned me about, which I'm experiencing, is that they said my vision may be worse before it gets better, and I'm definitely uh, experiencing that, which is not so great. Um, So the eyes have it. The eyes have it. I am having a shitty time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, not so fun. (laughs) Anyway, so... That's my. Uh, that's what I have coming up next. Electric guitar nice. and my eyes are finished. Nice. nice. You guys been watching anything good lately? Um, I actually, you know, it's funny. I'm not gonna mention this person's name, maybe in the after show, but somebody. <laughs> are you we mad know, at them? <laughs> nope, nope. They're heavily invested in crypto. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. As heavily as I am. Um, I think might be a little bit more heavy. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny they've had it for a little while. Text me, text me who it is. Said, uh, in the after show, we'll talk about the. Yeah, I want to know now though. I want to know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, I'll just give you a hint. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so so yeah, he uh, said like last last year it was in the hundreds. This year it's in the tens of. I will talk in the after show. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of dough. And uh, he was just laughing about it, you know, listening to what we had to say. But um, back to, did you guys see that um, video? The girl, she's an artist. And she said um, she's trying to do an NFT for um, oh, make $500,000. 
And it's a crazy story. It's a pretty funny video. I was watching some of her other videos, and she seems to get to be a little bit of a pain real quick. But <laughs> it's um no, just the way like they're just real fast paced talking like back and forth. But the video was really good. But basically, what she did was she basically said she went had an art show 15 years ago, and she made these little clay things and. She didn't sell them. She didn't want to bring them home. She couldn't package them up, so she gave them away. And she said it made her so happy to give away the art for free. She said, I'm just going to start giving my art away for free. So for the last 14 years, she you can email her, and she'll make you a painting for free. Wow. It just, she takes one day to do it. It's kind of like a cartoon painting. Hmm. And, uh, but they were cool. She's done like 3,000 of them. So 10 years ago, a guy gave her a $25 Bitcoin. Oh, I seen this girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now that Bitcoin's worth like 65 grand. Yeah, yeah. So she had thought, maybe I'll take all my pieces of artwork and sell them as an NFT and it can raise a ton of money. So she's like, that way I'm still giving away my artwork for free, but I can make some money. And some people donate money. Some people don't. Her name is... Is that Ali Spagnola? Yep, that's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so the only thing that you got wrong on that was that she what? didn't get one Bitcoin. She got $75 worth of Bitcoin, Oh, whatever. which is yeah. worth like $600,000 oh now. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. She, she didn't get... No, that's not how she made the money. I think she only made 60, 67 grand, I think, on the one Bitcoin. I forget what it is. Okay, because I thought so my, she got yeah, more than one coin. No, no, it's the NFT she's going to try. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Because she did two videos. But it, either way, it's still a great story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's yeah, a, yeah. just amazing, you know. And the funny part was she had no idea, mm-hmm. you know. And somebody had told her, like, hey, you got to... Uh, you got to do this. Don't Did you forget watch you the got video. That. No, I, I saw the one where she talks it's, about it's how she good. like yeah. when when Bitcoin first started going nuts. She was like, I just remembered that like eight years ago somebody paid me in Bitcoin and I thought nothing of it. And I like and she like I watched the video where she goes back and looks up the, that Bitcoin. Like I guess yeah. figures out how to find it. How I don't even know how you store a Bitcoin, yeah. but yeah. um, yeah, Ali Spagnola. She's really into like fitness videos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I went back through her videos, and I'm like, ah, it's kind of yeah, she's weird. She's a little hard to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That last one I watched, it was good. It's funny. I worked with a guy. Um, He this is I I, this was probably 20 years ago now, but he was. uh, I remember we're all sitting there having lunch, and his wife worked uh, for the pizza parlor as well, and he was talking about how her grandmother had died, and she inherited. 400 shares of AT&T stock that were issued in like 1910 or something like that. Wow. So the guys were sitting with, they were a bunch of old times. They're like, what? They're like, dude, do you know how much money that's worth? He's like, yeah, I think it was like four or five hundred dollars. They're like, dude, that was in 1910. Yeah. It was worth, I, I don't know the exact numbers. I know it was worth over $600,000 when he had looked into it. He ended up retiring. And uh, it was funny. He ended up, I seen him up at Lake Winnipesaukee, and he bought a boat. It was called the Summer Off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was just a, a funny guy. But, uh, yeah, his wife had inherited a ton of AT&T stock from, wow. like, right when it was issued. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that worked at Apollo like that back in the day. That's yeah, going to be me in was... 70 years with BitClout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. With Chris's yeah. BitClout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My coin they, they, value they has plummeted. In, they were heavy in Doge, too, as well. There you yeah. go. So. Well, I was looking up because uh, like actual like legit stocks like if you there's like these compound interest calculators it's mm-hmm. crazy how much things will compound in like 40 mm-hmm. years from now like if you invested like 50 grand a year it's worth like 40 million dollars in 40 years yeah it's insane yeah it all works until the god forbid like the market takes a real shit then you're screwed yeah but but, but in I mean, 40 right years now, it'll rebound like that's yeah, such that's a long true. amount of time but I don't know it's, what's going um, on now. I'm a little bit worried. Forty for... years, I'll be dead. Yeah, don't say that. Maybe not. I I fucking will be. I'll be 92 years old. I'm hoping. Well, dude, well, people are living till 100 nowadays, and they were born back in 1930. Like, yeah. Think yeah, about all the medical I, technology I, we're gonna have. I had a lot of hard years. Though. Yeah. I'm like dog, <laughs> I'm like dog years. I'm like 73. Right now. Oh my god. So I mean, I'm just Stackle. blessed to be this old. So. <laughs> Next, uh, I watched. Did we have any making advice this year? No, we talked about, I talked about CNCs a for a minute. Okay, uh, did you guys watch Dies in Every Film's Honors new video? The uh, the bow and arrow made out Dude, of chain. I, saw I a just clip watched of that. that. Yeah, I just watched that. I love it. I, I mean, yeah. I, he does great stuff. I mean, his yeah. knives are fantastic, but I love that. Like, like I know that while he was making that, he was like, "Oh, the fucking internet's gonna just go nuts over this." Because yeah. he gets, like, some of the craziest comments of, like, anybody I've ever yeah. seen. Like, people yeah, just, like, want to tear. Like, people really think he gives a shit, like, what they say to him. So they Dude, write these, like, li- long-winded comments. Like, he could care less. After listening to that um, podcast, Jeff's podcast, that fucking dude is a badass. I know, right? He's fucking he's just, crazy. He, yeah, yeah, rightfully so. I gotta watch yeah. the video. Did you listen to Jeff's uh, thing with him, Paul? No, I didn't listen to that one. I, I should. To you got to listen to it. think differently of just in general people in the service and stuff like that. Yeah. Just oh, talk yeah. about respect. Oh, my God, dude. Like, you have no idea. Like, just No, I know. I don't. This get shit this kid went through. Oh, right. It's insane. And he's, like, giggling about the whole thing. I mean, not to say yeah. that it's not serious. Everybody's got their way to kind of get through yeah. their yeah. trauma. But he's like. You know, he tells a story about his commander, like, getting blown up by an IED right in front of him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's dead. He's just in pieces. He's like, yeah. his leg's over here, his arm's over there. He's I couldn't, like, be, I'd never be the same after seeing something like that, you know. Yeah. Thank God there's people that are like, safe. MMA fighting and shit, you know. Thank God there's but people that are willing to do that to keep us safe, yeah. you know. I yeah. know. And he, he was just, like, concerned. He was like... He had to remember, like, to keep one bullet in case he got caught. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm not getting caught. I'm not going to be a prisoner, you mm. know? Crazy. It's just, like, to make that, like, conscious decision. Was he, like, special uh, ops or something? Because that doesn't sound like just um, a regular soldier. No, they were no, they were kind of just patrolling in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like, they were just on patrols really? and shit went bad. Yeah, just the wrong place at the wrong time. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it just went bad and and went from bad to worse. You know what I was situation. just reading, and I forget where I was reading it. Was about like um, like special ops guys, like like the elite elite guys, and mm-hmm. how they don't get aren't as susceptible to PTSD because they're more prepared for what they're gonna 
experience because oh, no. they're no, expecting it. No, no, it's almost because they're oh, expecting no. it because you know they're no. going into the mission and they're expecting some shit to go down. The guys who were no. just kind of like regular soldiers who were just out on patrol and out of nowhere, like they get hit with an IED and it's just like a complete mm-hmm. shock. Like those are the guys who like get impacted the most by like PTSD because it's such a shocking, like horrific experience. Like, yeah. I, I, be- I believe that because I yeah. think, you know, people like my age, I remember distinctly when, you know, Desert Storm came around, a bunch of people were like, what the fuck? We're not going to war. They're like, you're in the army. And they're like, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. And like, no, it was what you signed up for, but we hadn't had a war in, you know, 30 years. So people join the service thinking, you know, they're just going to get the benefits yeah, and all this shit. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're being shit. sent off to war and people are flipping out. And it's like... That's what you signed up for. Like it, it's been like a long stretch of peace, but it's like, you know, and it was sad, but it, it just that's why this kid never joined. I make no qualms. I just didn't have it in me, you know. My everybody, in my family, pretty much was like in the military, but it was like, I, I just know I wasn't made for that shit. You know? Yeah, it just, yeah. Um, it just so it just I it takes a lot. You gotta respect the people that are willing to do it, though. You yeah, know? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause it's just it's just a lot heavy, but so go listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah you definitely need to go, back go and listen, listen to. to uh, it. You definitely got to listen to it. It's it's a it's a really uh, it's just a crazy story. He's just yeah, guy's nuts. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, what, dies what in every film. His new video is great. Yeah, Paul, yeah. what are you watching? Um, the dude, I'm just watching freaking Jake Paul beat up some beat oh up. Oh my god. Can dude, you imagine you that? It's all set, like staged. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, this kid's that much of a badass. Well, here's the thing: Ben Askren is like, bare, like, does really never used his hands. It's when not he a was boxer. Fighting. Yeah, he was just he's strictly a like a wrestler, and he's very kind of slow. And he said it too. He's like, I, honestly, I don't know why people are so shocked because like. Just because he's a YouTuber, like, this kid might just be naturally good. And he's been training yeah. for four years or whatever. I'm not saying he's, like, a, a legit pro see boxer. Pulling the, but I see him pulling the fire engine. What happened? Did you see that? No. Movie? Oh, he was pulling he a fire was, engine he or something? He fire engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just great. In the same way that, like, <laughs> you know, like, some people are just naturally good at shit. Like, I... I took to yeah. welding pretty easily like i was pretty yeah. it kind of came to me naturally maybe this kid's just naturally a pretty good freaking boxer and he trained for four years and he it seems like he's putting yeah. in the work and this guy's older and you know let me tell yeah. you something like i think his chin like the people were comparing that knockout to a beating he took and then actually came back from and won in in i think it was the ufc or something and they were showing the clip of him getting the shit kicked out of him from a UFC fighter and then coming back and actually winning and saying, how did he survive this, but not survive that one hit from Jake Paul. But it's like, you got to remember the, I think the last fight he was in, he got need in the, like, and knocked out in the first five seconds by this guy named Jorge Masvidal. And like, if you take a couple serious knockouts, like you start to lose that chin. Like it's not the same as it used to be, especially when you're older 100%. and stuff. So it's like it's like you ever dislocate your shoulder. They say once you dislocate your shoulder, oh, it, it gets easier out. and easier and easier oh, to dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, you, know, you get enough shots. To the, and Jake Paul's a big ass dude. dude he's like six two. Yeah, he's like yes, two hundred pounds, strong kid. He's a young kid. He's clearly really fast and powerful. Like. 
He also no, took no, it no. way more seriously. Dude, yeah. Like, look, he just clearly look, took it way more seriously than the other Just look at their ones. bodies and tell, like, you know, who Jake was in much better shape. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's kind of crazy. I, I want to say I couldn't believe it, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Is it that unbelievable? You know? Yeah, I he's don't got, know. He's three inches taller than him, and he's also 12 years younger than he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I kind of um, I was kind of expecting this. I'd like to see him fight a real boxer though. Well, that's not going to go well at all. He's There's just never no fought way. a real boxer. And wait, is 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 uh Logan Paul still going to fight Floyd Mayweather? Is that still I happening? I don't know. It got like delayed or something. That that <sighs> Cuz I'd like to see that. That that, be... that just doesn't even make any sense. It's like so crazy. I, I don't know. I think Jake's better than Logan if I had to guess. So from what I've seen so far, Jake's been way more successful than Logan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got to give these kids credit. They're freaking. They're, they're they know exact. They know what they're doing. These kids are smart. I mean, they're oh, playing 100%. this. It's so perfectly. funny though because they've got like I think about it. I was watching something, a clip of Logan Paul the other day talking about how he sold a million dollars worth of merch three days in a row, oh like you know at one point. And I just think, like, at a certain point, like, you gotta have enough money. No, never. Like, I no. I mean, I, if you I, had a hundred million dollars, think... like that, kids, they kid, both of those kids have to have. I would think, like, liquid, you know, twenty plus million dollars, mm, right? Maybe, maybe, yeah, so, maybe. So you got twenty million dollars, right? So you give that twenty million. You give. Five million dollars of that money to a man, a money manager, and they are turning you over. They're turning you over like a serious amount of money every year in return. So, like, you don't need to generate that much more money to maintain that lifestyle for a really long time. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I get it. Like, why not just keep doing more while you're young? But at the same time, it's like, like, just go, like, Go do some yeah. something fun. I don't know. <laughs> you they, know they, like, they seem to enjoy it. They seem yeah, to enjoy this whole crazy. thing. Like because the thing that pisses me off is is something you don't see them doing. Is like you see these celebrities like they'll complain about how they can't live a normal life or blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. like at that, if someone says that, it's like okay, then then disappear because you have yep. enough money, you're able to disappear. If you're if you're not happy with this life and you're mad that you can't go anywhere or people. You know, take pictures of you or fan. You don't know, mm-hmm. like when fans come up to you. Then get lost. Stop. Stop acting. Stop singing. Just live yeah, a normal move, life. Just move out of California. And you don't see these guys. It's not that hard because these guys like this and they're they they're, yeah. they're not complaining. So you know, I guess they're just going to keep doing it for as long as they want. Um, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of crazy, but it is amazing. I mean, Kanye West moved to Wyoming, and you know, yeah, kind of does what he wants. Yeah. You know, what's his name? Dave Chappelle moved to Ohio. Ohio, yeah. You know, and he like talks about how he goes to the supermarket and he said like for the first month people were taking pictures of him, then they just stopped. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yeah, you saw Dave Chappelle at the supermarket again. Like, okay, who cares? You know? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. But when I was watching that, I was just thinking like, you know, and the purse on the fight last night was only like $650,000. 
For Jake Paul. Oh, for Jake. Yeah, but then plus all the pay-per-view bonuses and stuff probably. You know. But I think they had issues with that. I think I was reading an article that the purse was considerably lower than expected. Because huh. I don't think they fully realized what it was until they, you know, they don't really know what it is until they start selling start selling the pay-per-views or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there was something about that, about how, like, they were going to make considerably less money than they thought. And then the other thing last night was there were so many complaints about how it was basically like a shitty concert with, like, the boxing as, like, a side. Yeah. As, like, a kind of a side thing. I didn't buy it. I just, I saw literally, I mean, they got knocked out in the first minute. So once the fight started, it was over, and it was all over the internet. So there was no reason to spend 50 bucks on the pay-per-view. But Dude, you um, just go on TikTok. There's a million kids illegally streaming it. Exactly. So but, I just, I, I just think that like I don't know. The whole thing is very interesting. And I saw I that think, they made uh, six. They brought in sixty-five million dollars, like total. Like mm. that was the revenue they made from the whole thing, which is pretty crazy. I mean, for some kid, he's like a couple years older than me, right? Yeah, he's twenty-four. Yeah, yep. it's insane. Yeah, they got to give crazy. him credit. I mean, you know, people might not like him. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the most humble guy but he's playing that character well he's doing like what Floyd Mayweather would do everyone's tuning in hoping he gets beat up and then he never gets beat up he always wins so people get more pissed and they buy the next fight yeah I mean he I'm reading this right now he he says that during the Nate Robinson fight he made eight figures on the Nate Robinson fight 10 million on the Nate Robinson fight and he didn't make that much on this one uh, it's saying that he'll make his salary for the fight was six hundred ninety thousand. Ben Askren's was five hundred thousand. So Ben Askren got five hundred grand, and he got knocked out by a YouTuber in one minute. And then people are showing videos of Ben Askren smiling and like laughing with his wife afterwards. Yeah, they're trying to say it was rigged. Yeah, but I mean, either even if like Ben Askren's reputation, he's still a, like a legendary wrestler who's you know he's not like people aren't gonna like stop going to his gym. Because he got punched in the jaw by a boxer three yeah. inches taller than him, yeah. twelve years younger. Like it's not going to hurt him, but he got half a million dollars. So for him, and he said in a, in an interview too that that's more than he's ever made in his professional fighting career. Wow, was in, in a single event five hundred thousand was more than he made in, in his whole fighting career. I don't know. The whole thing is fucking crazy. The future of uh of of, of boxing and shit is just so fucking weird. Yeah, it's just going to be like YouTubers and TikTokers beating each other up instead of like actual fighters, which is kind of yeah. Like- I mean, it's, uh, whatever. People are still going to watch it. Don King would be rolling in his grave. Right? I mean, is he, like, is he, is he dead? Is I think he's alive. Oh, is he? Is he alive? Yeah, he's he's preserved Trump. in, he's like, a... Hanging out with Trump a couple yeah, of years ago. <laughs> yeah, he must, he must be alive, right? Yeah, he is. You know if he died. Don King is 89 years old. Wow, he killed say, somebody, right? He's old as shit. Don King know, killed somebody. I don't know about that. No, he did. Oh, he was convicted for manslaughter, and he has several civil cases against him. Yeah, he killed somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got to be old as shit, because he's always been an old guy since I remember him. He's got, oh wow, several, uh, many lawsuits against him. Yeah, he's, yeah, I don't think he's the uh, best guy. Yeah, he's not the, yeah. He's not, not a great, oh, here's a picture of him with a AT-4 rocket launcher in 2007 on his Wikipedia page. Oh, that's good. Cool. That's cool. Good for him. <laughs> Well, 
Well, thank you everybody for listening to episode thirty-nine of the Handmade Podcast. Yeah. We really uh, a bullshit session. Um, we next really, week we'll get it. Next, next week, week we're gonna week. talk about we're gonna Did just we talk, talk about, about like, speeds and feeds. Or something? Like, we're gonna maybe, talk about maybe, speeds and feeds for an hour yeah. and twenty-five minutes so, next week. So go get your pocket protectors. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Come see us. Um, no, uh, I. Uh, maybe we'll do a guest or something. I think we might have a guest next week. We I wanted to so. have a guest for this week, but the uh, the scheduling didn't work out. But we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to get a guest on. We've got I'm not we, we won't reveal any of that. No. But you know we can maybe have a couple after different show, we'll guests on. You know yeah. we could have, have some a couple guests. We next could do guest weeks. roulette. We could do a clubhouse episode or something too. Oh, so so what we've been kicking around the idea of doing a of doing a, a pre-show, like a 20 minute or so pre-show on clubhouse um, or something like that. I was we talking to Lucas about Patreon. it. Oh, that would be good. That's that's what we yep. should do is to give the Can patrons we do something that, expert. Well, well, How do we what do we'll that? do is we'll do a 20-minute pre-show, mm-hmm. and then we'll give it to the patrons. We could put the whole episode with the 20-minute extra pre-show on Patreon, and then mm-hmm. you know for all the regular listeners, we'll just – you know, we'll just pop in and, and like finish off whatever we were talking about and do say, we "Oh, have that many thousand dollar." Um, no, we're not going to. We go, don't have. The, we can't go that deep for only the regular right. price. Well, it'll be so, like the twenty minute pre show, which will yeah. be like the semi edited. It'll be like yeah, it'll be okay. a little more. So we'll say all the dirty stuff before, and then we'll do the twenty minute. Yeah, because so we'll still do a pre pre show, which is just for us. Oh, and then okay. we'll do the pre show for the patrons, and then we'll do the regular show, and then we'll do the after show. All right, perfect. Sounds good. So we'll the pre pre. All right, pre pre, yeah. and the post post. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Shout out to all the patrons, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Follow Derek from Alden on Patreon. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.